Hi everyone, this is your girl Nikita and welcome to the Perfectly Powerful You podcast. everybody and welcome back to the perfectly powerful you podcast i'm your host nikita and i trust hope and expect that you all are having a phenomenal day i have a very special guest joining me today tara sales she is a very good friend of mine a beautiful passionate fitness guru instructor at my heart and her heart and also a phenomenal mortgage broker. You are going to love her, especially for finishing up one of the last couple episodes in the Money Mindset series. And so without further ado, Tara, thank you so much for joining me and everyone else today. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm so happy to have you. I am very much looking forward to whatever comes out of this podcast. I know it's only golden nuggets, especially with your vast array of knowledge, not only in the money mindset world, but also in helping people with starting their mortgages, with helping people with um, really seeing a future where it might be, I know we were talking about yesterday, a little bit scary sometimes to think about finances, especially when making, um, well, bigger investments in people's um, livelihoods, in their life in general. And so I would love for you to talk about first off, just like one, how you got into it. And also just going from there, some of the things that you find are just best in terms of the money world for how people can get started and to really relieve a lot of the pressure and or maybe like look behind the curtain for how people can get started with um, building up their um, capacity and their um, empowering knowledge for getting started on having a house um, and working towards that. So I would love for you to begin wherever you would love, you beautiful soul you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, you know, many moons ago, um, I had to make a decision. And I being one of those people was like, either you stay in your misery or you find something else. Um, had decided to make a switch and mortgage broker was on the back burner. Um, we, me and my husband have owned real estate for over 20 years now. So um, it was one of those things that was, okay, this interests me. But I also had a deep passion for fitness. So that's where that fitness background comes from and had made the decision to go fitness. So again, you know, you come into a point in your life where is this the route I want to keep on or is it time for a change? Because you're always going to have changes in your life. And again, it was like, okay, uh, either stay. It wasn't that it was miserable. I just knew that it was time for a change. Um, and I was like, okay, that mortgage broker thing that I had thought about so many moons ago, I think now is the time. And so just given that, you know, again, still being in real estate, still being engulfed in everything that comes around, you know, making financial decisions around real estate, the market, watching the market and how it goes, uh, buying our first investment property, using that investment property to add to our portfolio. Um, it just made the best decision for me because it was still a passion. I feel that if you can do something you're passionate about, all the better. Um, uh, you're winning. <laughs> and I have been fortunate enough for pretty much my whole career to be 
uh, working career to be doing something I'm very passionate about. So I'm lucky in that way because lots of people are not lucky in that way. Um, so yeah, I just got on the course and you know it was about six months to start to finish and all these other little things along the side and uh here we are yeah two two years later I love this so much and especially since we I know the idea of being passionate in what you do it really brings forth a a sense of not only accountability, but also just drive and love for what you do. And so when you switch from going to be like from being a very dedicated and passionate and rock star of a fitness instructor, I know personally, because I, we worked together in the past, yes, but yes. also now going into the financial world of real estate and mortgage brokering, how do you find that you bring that same level of um, passion into um, helping people and empowering them to, um, again, like make those empowering money moves in the realm of mortgage brokering? Um, it's, you know, that's the great thing is like, you still get to sit down and talk with people and you still get to see where they're struggling and a lot of the times it's the struggling of not knowing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so going and taking the time to help them through what is expected to come their way. Because a lot of times people fear the unknown. And so then they don't make that jump into the next step. And so sitting down with people and going, hey, th this is, yes, it looks daunting and there are going to be stressful times because let's you're buying a house to say that there isn't is silliness. But these are the things that are coming your way it really does help people go, oh, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times people are already 90% of the way there. It's just a matter of, of presenting documents, right? And sitting down at a lawyer's office and going and finding your home that you want. Um other times it's helping people get to the next stage, um, mm -hmm. whether that be fixing their credit and helping them go, okay, well, you know, that brand new car that you have, can you downgrade that car and not have car payments, right? Mm -hmm. Because that car is really affecting you and your savings in your debt repayment in your qualifying power. Can you look for ways to add to your income? Have you been at the same job forever? Maybe it's time to sit down and have a chat with your boss. Maybe it's time to look for a different job, especially if you're not happy in that current career, right? Mm -hmm. um, all different things that people don't realize are affecting them in taking that next step. And so a lot of people, like, like we talked yesterday, the first step, the hardest step is sitting in my office. Um, that's the hardest step because once you take that step, there's going to be so much knowledge gained from that meeting that the rest is going to seem easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you are such a great advocate for people's possibility and being able to know that you may not be maybe in the situation right now to be able to make like the biggest leap, but it doesn't mean you can't get there. And especially when you're be you're able to present people with education, I think that is a really great step for people to feel more encouraged to be able to know that, okay, like I know that when you said the first step is just walking in your office because having a sense of community and someone in a position where you can, um, well, yeah, pull back the curtain, be able to lay everything out and be that support for people where 
it may not be something that they even thought about that they could do, but then you offer them a space where you say, okay, let's lay everything out. Let's see what's possible for you. Let's see what are your options and actually present them with the fact that they have options in general. And I love that you become that strong advocate in the realm of not only um, providing them with um, education, but also a great support system. Yeah. And I think, I think knowledge is empowering to people. Mm -hmm. And when they finally have that knowledge, that is going to be the thing that gives them the confidence to be like, Hey, I actually can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of the times people don't know everything that's involved and that's where they don't have that confidence. And yeah. And uh, something that just came to mind is you um, were, you were saying before that when you first got into it, that it was maybe a little bit stressful for you. What was something that really helped you with um, having, you said investment real estate and having assets behind you to really make a boost in not only your confidence in your financial matters, but also being able to maybe set more long-term goals for things that are able to help set a fantastic foundation for you, but also looking towards the future with something that could help you even more? Um, so I think just because like with me and my husband, like our background, like I can connect with people a little bit better in that regards to like, A, my husband's self-employed. Mm. I've been self-employed. Mm. Like, so, so I know the, like the struggles of like qualifying for a mortgage when that income doesn't look the best, right? So that being able to connect with people in that regards is is huge. And and the investment side of things too, like as for our first rental property, utilizing and leveraging has been a journey for us as well that a lot of people don't realize like, hey, if you've got investments elsewhere, you can use that, uh, that income or that that investment like stocks or what have you to to put towards your down payment and um, whether it be RSPs um, there's especially for first-time home buyers um, that's big time for people um, you there's tax uh, consequences for when it's not your first home but there's like there's different ways to look at like even your net worth Quite often people don't have a whole lot of extra cash lying around, but they have copious amounts of money saved up in various different areas of their life that can also help them qualify for a mortgage, right? So it's a total of net worth versus like, oh, well, I don't really have a whole lot in my checkings and savings account right now. But when you put it all together, all of this has a huge impact on how they look to a lender. So there's different ways of going at it. And people don't realize that, Maybe that checkings and savings account doesn't look very big, but you've been really good about putting that money away religiously into that TFSA, into that RRSP, into those stocks and those bonds and all of that different stuff helps you. Right. Yeah. And, and, and leveraging, of course, like I say, we have our rental property and we were able to use the equity in that to put and pay for a basement suite in our current property which, you know, helps us in the long term, uh, month to month, and will eventually help us in acquiring our next property as well. So mm. it all ties into each other. Oh, it really does sound like it. And so 
do you have any advice for someone who is maybe not sure of where their next step is and maybe how they can set themselves up for some great success other than first walking into your office? Um, Because you were mentioning before RSPs, TFSAs, like stocks and bonds. And I'm only very limited in this knowledge myself. Like I have my own background and I work with um, a personal financial advisor, which I find to be um, really beneficial for myself because again, I look to community support. I know that doing it on my own is a realm that um, you can do your own research and you can help do like your own stuff on your side um, or rather on the side. But I also find that being able to have someone else to work with is the uh, one of the highest things you could probably do for yourself in order to get more perspectives, to have uh, more knowledge, and to also have someone who's on your team and support supporting you along the way. And so on your journey, um, what has been something that has really served and supported you in um, stepping into this line of work and also to um, help with just having a house in general and um, having even more confidence and security in your financial matters? Um, Well, like, I think for me, it's just a great supportive brokerage in in the career side. on uh, in the personal life side, my husband is very uh, entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been fortunate in that I've I've had that person just come into my life. Um, so he owns multiple businesses. Um, he's just driven that way. He's has been since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and, and so I've been good that way. But yeah, I do a hundred percent agree that um, if you're not good at something or if you don't have the time to really learn something um, that you are far better off to give that task to somebody else. Mm. So yes. Yeah. So whether it be a financial advisor or somebody at the bank that you've developed a really good relationship with, and that's because they're going to do far better for you than you will for yourself. You, you will spend more time. It's like, I don't, I don't do my website stuff because that's not my jam. <laughs> totally. yeah. 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 So, so in the same, in the same realm of finances, let's say you struggle with budgeting. Hmm. If you were to go to the government of Canada website, there's lots like in November, every single November, they have the financial literacy month every oh. single November, every year. Hmm. And it gives you ways to budget. And so if you go to the, and I'm sure there's still content there. I haven't had the opportunity to go back and look, but it's, there'll be stuff there. Like if you're one of those people that's like, I don't know how to do this. There'll be links to help set you up or put you in the direction of somebody who can help set you up Mm -hmm. and lots of banking apps now too, right? Let's say like budgeting is not your thing. They have those things as well. And there's free apps as well too, with budgeting. Uh, I can't, there was, I had a good one on my on my phone and I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's lots of free apps because who wants to spend money on that app, right? If the, if the goal is to spend less money, who wants to spend money? Um, so that will help you develop a plan in order to put aside a certain amount of money every single month. Right. Mm. And then also make sure that you're staying on track with specific targets I mean, the envelope system works great too for, for the cash. I don't know if anybody's seen that as well, where you have specific envelopes for specific things, whether it be 
food, um, your gas, your extra spending things. There's lots of people that rely on that and not their debit cards. Because honestly, when we have our cards um, and it's really easy nowadays, because when we have our cards linked up to our phones, um, it's so easy to buy something online or quickly go into the store. Um, so if you can disconnect your cards from your phones and rely solely on cash, you're, le- you're more likely to commit to what your financial goals are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are this, if, if, if the budgeting is like, okay, well, how do I commit to this budget? How do I commit to it? Those would be things that I would say right there. And again, if, if stocks, bonds, RSPs, TFSAs, all those lovely things are like way out of your element. And honestly, they're way out of probably 75% of the population's element. Mm-hmm. Find someone at your bank. They mm-hmm. will be more than gladly happy, gladly happy, more than, <laughs> you know, sounds good, more than happy to help put you in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that'll get you on a good path to getting going and started and then and saving your first time homeowner savings account, which just came out this past year, your TFSA, um, and your RRSPs. And you can pair up any of those three together when you're p- putting down towards your down payment. Okay. That's interesting. So you said that there is a specific savings account for first time home home owners. Yeah. How is this different from any other savings account? So with your RSPs, um, when you withdraw from your RSPs as a first-time homeowner, mm-hmm. you still have to pay that back within 15 years. Oh, okay. Or you will get taxed oh, well, on it. But you have to give it back. Yeah, you have to pay back what you've mm-hmm. taken or you will be taxed if it's not paid back within that time frame. Okay. So, I mean, the clock is ticking if you don't make sure you contribute back into that RSP. Okay. Tax-free savings is just tax-free savings but the first time homeowners works very much like a tax-free savings account but is for your first home and you can put i think it's eight thousand per year uh, up to eight thousand so if you don't contribute the full eight thousand up to a total of forty thousand so the max is 40 and you can contribute that to your first home and you do not have to repay that back so it's like a tfsa but strictly for your home and, it's, oh. and it gives you tax benefits like an RRSP does. Oh, that's so smart. I didn't even know that existed. So I have. Yeah, and it just, it is new. Wow. It literally just came out. I think most banks finally had their first time homeowner savings accounts rolled out by June. So the, it is a very, very new program. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I love that they're setting people up for success, especially when maybe sometimes it can feel a little bit daunting to have your own house. But now, um, again, like you were saying that it doesn't have to be your thing. I know that in past episodes, I've talked about like having the budget and setting yourself up for success by having a plan and sticking to it. But again, if uh, many people aren't familiar with this kind of thing, then having someone at the bank for sure, like the people who are meant to help you with your money can be there to be those support systems to help you get to where you want to go and to help you come up with a plan if you may not be certain of it yourself. And I love that there's um, even now programs available for like the first time homeowner savings account that um, I wasn't even aware of. And maybe some people aren't as well. um, Mm -hmm. That can really help them with having tax-free way to just save your money. And also you can put your energy into it to really say, 
one day, like it may not be a two day thing, but I know it's going to be a thing to have a home um, because everybody needs a roof over their heads. And so it's nice to know that there are actual systems in place that allow for people to bridge that gap and make it even smaller for people to navigate those steps and knowing that it can happen and that it is actually a possibility. Exactly. Yeah. And you were also talking about um, the envelope thing. I actually, I would love for you to touch more on that when you're saying like people put aside, is it just yeah. the tactic that um, you use? It is a tactic. Use? Yeah. So they uh-huh. literally have a binder and envelopes. Oh, okay. And, and so certain things that like come out of their checkings or savings account with the, whether it be rent or their mortgage payment, okay. those things come from their account, right? Because yeah. there's certain bills, but it's the what's the word I'm looking for? The, the money that can fluctuate, like your grocery bills fluctuate, Mm. your gas can fluctuate, um, gifts can fluctuate those type of expenses. Um, those are in envelopes and you set aside every single month, a certain amount dedicated to those Mm. and you can't go over it, but if there's something left over, then you can decide what you want to do with that extra. Now, whether it be put it into savings or put it in towards, you know, you're going to have, you know, Christmas is coming up. So maybe you put that extra money into Christmas mm. and then and that way, you know, you're sticking within your budget, mm. um, putting towards, you know, a rainy day, um, whether it be your car breaks down or mm. other types of big expenses, but you know that you've got certain things covered by sticking to that envelope program. Yeah. Hmm. And that's a great way of doing it as well, because just like you were saying, sometimes it can be really easy to, um, well, just spend money on your phone or on a card that can just easily tap nowadays. Really? Because I find that for myself, um, money has been like, um, or tangible money, um, just like cash in hand has been a really fantastic way for me to be more accountable for my money and for where I would love to allocate my funds. Mm -hmm. And um, I know up until now, like, uh, it's super easy to be able to use like, just like transactions every everywhere just with your debit card but I also find that in terms of strategies for myself in really making um use of being like the highest authority for my money is to just like take it out and say okay this is everything that I have how much would I love to allocate towards each and every one of them and then when it's gone it's gone but if you have something something left over then it really allows for you to say okay amazing now thinking ahead, what would I love to do? Would I love to save this? Would I love to put it towards something else? And um, to, yeah, literally just have that accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you would love to share with the audience that has really helped and served and support you in your money mindset strategies, especially in the realm of thinking about your well long-term goals for, because sometimes it can be easy to say, I only have a certain amount of money right now. I don't see how it's possible for me to be able to bridge that gap to where I want to be. But I know for myself, holding a vision in mind for the life I would love to live and how I see myself living that life really helps drive and motivate me to continue to um well allocate my money to where I would love it to be or to save it and to be um the highest authority of my money um and so for yourself um what are some money mindset strategies that you use to um, really help forward the momentum and to keep yourself accountable and um, motivated for your long-term goals um I think the biggest key is just like when we talk about people who want to lose weight 
Mm. It ties into you want to save. Mm. Um, total deprivation is never going to be the path that gets you to where you want to get to. And what do you mean by total deprivation? So there are people who will, and I, and I give kudos to those who are like, I didn't spend money for a whole year. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, great for you. <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen those, like, uh, I think like on Netflix and what have you. Um, but I think like realistically living your life, like you would, mm -hmm. if you were trying to be healthier and get down to a healthy weight, right? Mm -hmm. What is going to be realistic in your everyday life mm. is never going out and having coffee with a friend going to be realistic is never going out for dinner going to be realistic. Mm. No, those things are that that's never going to be realistic. Mm. So setting up a budget that allows for those items, mm. like that to me is the key. It's key. It has to include living right and setting up a savings amount mm. so money that comes directly out of your account into another account so it does not stay in that account they can't be in the same account or you'll spend it mm. uh, so it gets pulled into a separate and, uh, and honestly a high interest savings account so there are some great ones out there where you're getting four percent or more um pull it out or put it in pull it out and put it into your rsps one of the two i like having them separate. So one is RSPs and one is high interest savings, because what happens if you do need that savings for an emergency, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is the purpose of savings, emergency funds, um, and having it away from your regular everyday funds, because that's when people get into trouble as they see this big number and they go, well, I have it so I can spend it. Um, so also having your savings put into a different account altogether and a number that is actually doable. Mm -hmm. right? Look at your budget, look at your life and go, is 500 actually doable? Mm -hmm. If you're barely making it by every single month, or is, you know, 150 more realistic, and you're going to be actually successful with that 150. Whereas if you put $500 in $500 in $500 in, and then all of a sudden you're pulling $1,500 out, which means you went nowhere's because you put yourself, you set yourself up for failure. It has to be a realistic number um, and not something that you're just, you really want, but didn't look at all the different factors in your life to set you up for success, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good one to look at as well, because um, a lot of what I do with my coaching is just knowing that everything and absolutely anything is a possibility for you and that yes we're living in the now in for our um like the life that we would love to live and at the level of fact there are certain facts of life that are in your current circumstance the amount in your bank account um is just as it is right now it doesn't mean it'll be like that forever but if you're living outside your means constantly that absolutely would put you in fight or flight and that would not be happy for anybody because if you're trying to live for your future self um the self that you like your highest self the self that you would love to be knowing that you are living the life you love to live absolutely like that's a possibility 
and also that there are certain things at the level of fact that are in your sphere right now. And I think it's a really important point that you made that what is realistic for right now, what can feel like a stretch so you can live your life and live the life you love living every day. And when you said that um, don't live in deprivation mode because it doesn't feel expansive, it feels contractive, at least for myself. If I know that I couldn't like have like cookies and things when I'm like trying to lose weight or whatever, then I would feel really deprived and I would want it more. And so in the realm of money as well, if you feel like you can't go for coffee or dinner or enjoy yourself with your friends, then it's going to feel very contractive to set yourself up for success, for um, putting money in your savings and to work towards having a house. And I think it's, um, I really love that you made that point because it's uh, it's important to know that, yes, um, I think compromise is important. And I think that um, being strategic is also important and really think about, um, yes, I would really love this thing right now, whatever it is you're um, wanting to invest in. Um, But would it be more beneficial to save it or put it towards something else and really think about, yes, short term gratification is rad. And I'm also here for short term gratification. But when you're when we're really working towards a vision and a long term goal, like where do you see yourself in three years, five years, 30 years? Um, Is this something that if you continue to make this choice every single day, is it going to set you up for success? Five, ten 30 years down the line. Um, and again, when we go back to, well, what is realistic? What is reasonable? Um, then we can step into your office or we can step into the um, bank and we can say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I would love to be. Can you help me bridge this gap to um, where I can be so that not only do you educate people for really being able to be the highest stewardess of their resources so that they have more confidence and power and knowledge in making the best decisions for them based upon not only where they are now or where they would love to be. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love this. Well, before we close off, is there anything else that we can learn from you and gain from you for the vast amount of knowledge that you have in the mortgage brokering industry, in the money mindset (laughs) industry? I just think that I think when we relieve pressure from ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, we are far more successful in our endeavors. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is key. Yeah. Relieving the pressure. And in what way do you find that you can relieve that pressure? Um, That taking one day at a time. Like really, I think we can get so focused on our big picture goals Mm -hmm. that we lose sight of what we're doing today Mm. and we can like you said get stressed out get overwhelmed Mm. and it takes away from from where we're actually our future self really honestly Mm. yeah Yeah. and and it's we're trying to build a better bigger more wonderful world for our future self But at the same time, we're here to enjoy the journey. So Mm. I think that's kind of the key along the way. So totally true. And I know that sometimes for uh, myself, I'll say up until now, far more that there was this um, part of me that said, when this happens, then I can feel this. Mm -hmm. But we can also know that it is the journey, that there's never an end to anything until we, you know, close our eyes for the last time. But to really know that, 
yes, we have these amazing goals. Um, we have these amazing dreams, but it is truly living in the now and in this moment right now that is the most precious and you'll never, you're, you're never going to get it back. Um, and so if we're able to, yeah, drop the pressure, release it to say, okay, yes, this is a possibility. Yes, this, this can happen and is happening for me, but it's okay that it might not be on my timeline, but there is always something greater here for me um, that is seeking to an even greater, better expanded version of itself through me and through you and through everyone where we can really live in the now as much as we can um, to just enjoy the moment. And I love that you're leaving with those words. <laughs> just live for today. Yeah. Don't spend all your money today. <laughs> for sure yeah balance is key in life (laughs) well thank you Tara thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing such a vast amount of knowledge I have a great many links for people where they can find you where they can seek you out in your knowledge and to step into your office so that they can really make a huge step in the direction of their dreams. And is there any particular place that they can best reach you at? I know everything's going to be linked down below anyways, but um, in terms of for you, um, where's the best place they can reach you? Um, My website is probably the best, the best place. Yeah. Amazing. I love this. And thank you again so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope everyone else has a wonderful day. And I look forward to talking with everyone real soon. Thank you all for joining me today because it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about today's content and any inspirational words of wisdom you'd love to share. I'd also love if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform it is you're listening to this on because it helps in creating even more awesome content. May your day be filled with only love and light, and I look forward to talking with you all real soon.